You're listening to the Astro Backyard Podcast. Capture the night sky. This podcast was brought to you by APT, Astrophotography Tool. Hi everyone and welcome to the Astro Backyard Podcast. My name is Trevor Jones from astrobackyard.com. And my name is Steve Malia from ontariotelescope.com. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about auto-guiding, using a guide scope, a guide camera, and a PhD2 guiding. Steve, I think you had some uh, notes on uh, upgrading to the, uh, the newest version, first off. Yeah, um, so the most popular program out there right now for guiding, it, it's kind of the, the standard is PhD and PhD stands for push here dummy. Um, it's very, very simple to use, uh, just a few clicks of the mouse to get yourself set up with some basic settings. Um, that you have to match, you have to match the software with your equipment and you literally push a button and away you go. Um, but th there's a few things you need to know to make sure you have a good guiding experience and how to use the information that it's giving you to find where there might be issues with your equipment. Um, a couple of things that you really need to know right off the bat. You need to know uh, uh, information about your camera, primarily pixel size uh, of, the, uh, of the sensor, and your guide scope. You need to know the focal length. PhD will, will then take that information and do some calculations and then know the size of step that it needs to send your, your mount when it makes a change. Uh, it's important to uh, keep in mind there's a couple of different ways um, to do auto guiding. There's uh, uh, something called pulse guiding where you're actually communicating to the mount. Uh, the software is communicating to the mount through some form of communication, typically uh, through a serial connection, RS-232. Um, so you'll have to have a, a, a separate cable from your computer serial port uh, directly to the mount. The other one, which is more popular is uh, with an onboard camera connection and that's usually called an ST4 port and pretty much all modern mounts will now support an ST4 connection it looks like a telephone jack and on the camera there will be a same type of telephone jack and then there'll be the cable what looks like a telephone cable that goes in between and uh, the, com the commands are sent to the to the mount that way. It's just a series of relays that turn on and off to direct the scope if it's going to go plus or minus in the RA axis or plus or minus in the deck axis. Right. Um, so once you have that information and you downloaded PhD version 2, the latest version right now is 2.6.4. Uh, it's stable, works really well. I haven't seen an update in a little while. Uh, it, this is what I use. And a matter of, of running it and there's a little wizard and it'll ask you some questions uh pixel size and in some cases you can hit detect and it will figure it out for you if your camera's plugged in um and then you need to know your your focal length of your scope so you put that in as well and there's another little uh question it'll ask you about guide rate and by default it's set to 0.5 um you need to make sure your guide rate that you set matches what you set on your mount so if you have it at 0.5 on, on 
PHD, you have to make sure in your hand control and your mount you set it to 0.5, or if it's one on your hand controller, you set it to one on your um, on PHD. Uh, I'll give you an example, like my Ioptron mount only goes to 0.9, so I set mine to one on PHD, and everything seems to work pretty good. Um, so once you're there, you, you know you're you're pretty much good to go, uh, but you get a, you're introduced with a blank screen, and then it's important to kind of set your screen up so you get all the information that you you need to make sure you're guiding correctly and that's simply done by using the windows uh, menus selecting view and i like to make sure that my toolbar is displayed uh well because i can select everything i can just dis i display my graph i display the target and the star profile the graph is that famous graph that a lot of us have seen in the past where we have the red and blue lines depicting uh, RA and declination um, and the corrections that are, are being made. But there's a lot of really good information there. The star profile is what will allow you to, to focus your, your setup um, mm -hmm. and, and get your, your stars to a, uh, a good focus pinpoint. Um, and uh, it without a good focus with guiding you might as well not even guide and then the last one that I like to have set up is uh, target and what target is it it's a chart that will show the plots of where it's detected the star based on um, it looks like a bullseye and uh -huh. if you see uh, the plot marks in a particular area that means that you're possibly too heavy or you're out of balance um, a little bit. And Trevor, you know you were saying with in your last video about guiding, mm -hmm. uh, how you put your guide scope in line right on top, right? Yep. You notice a big difference with with your balance. This is where you would see that, right? So if if you were if your guide scope was off to the side and it was heavy, right, your mount is trying to counteract that as well, right? And the guiding is trying to counteract that as well. Exactly. Um, so that, this is where you would see it. Right. Um, and then there's one last thing that I like to I like to turn on, and it's a little known feature. In the um, graph history under settings, there's a selection called star mass. And what star mass is, it brings in another line in the graph, and it's yellow. And that basically shows you the quality of the signal, uh, of the of the star signal that it's tracking. Um, so if your guiding goes haywire all of a sudden, right, maybe because your star is not, um, is not very clear, you got some wispy clouds in there and it's lost, um, focus on the, on the star or the stars disappeared. Um, uh, or maybe you're guiding off of a hot pixel, right? Um, right. So that, that's where you would, you would see that. Um. So once you have all that set up, the next step is to actually do your your calibration, well, to connect to a, to your equipment and do your calibration. And if you look in the bottom left corner, there'll be what looks like a USB plug. You would click on that, and you make sure your camera and your mount is selected. So in my case, I use an Altair camera, so I select Altair camera, and I hit connect, and then. The mount connection is on camera because I'm using the ST4 port. So I just leave it on, on camera and make sure it's connected. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I start looping, which is looks like two arrows going around in a circle. And once you do that, 
you you get an image and this will allow you to focus you can select a star you can focus in on it um, and I like to do a one second uh, loop uh, you can do a two second loop as well and uh, make sure you can see stars in your field and once you're done it's a matter of selecting tools then auto star select right. you'll see a green box come up on a, on a star and, and uh, a line in the XY axis and it will start to do a calibration and once the lines are a solid green that means that you're that the calibration is done and you're locked in yeah do you change your uh, calibration steps or do you just leave it at the default Steve I actually leave it at the default uh, but what, Me I like, too. what I like to do those after it's done calibrating I go back to tools and I review my calibration data and mm -hmm. what I'm looking for there is it will show you the plot points in both the deck and, and RA axes. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that those plot points are on a 90 degree or 90 degrees to each other. So the, the, the perpendicular, if you start seeing this big curve in one of the axes or axes, mm -hmm. um, then you know you have a problem and you could have a mechanical issue. You could have had a bad star. You could have been on a hot pixel. Um, uh, there might be some backlash. You might need to have your, your mount uh, taken apart and, and uh, tuned up and um, new grease because you might have some hard grease in there that's causing an issue. Hopefully uh, not. Hopefully not. But that, that, that's where you would find, find problems. So it's very important to review your calibration data. And, right. and then if, if that's good and you're guiding, you should be all right. After that, what you want to be looking at is in your bottom uh, left corner is the RMS error. And you want to keep the total as low as possible. I always try to target for below one. Um, uh, my last imaging session, I was at like a 1.3, which is horrible, but you know, my guiding was still decent. Mm -hmm. And uh, as long and, and uh, to get down to a total of one or below, uh, you might need to play with your aggressiveness. So uh, the default for your RA aggressiveness, I think is 90 and declination is uh, 100. I actually dropped that down really low to 20 and 30. Oh, okay. But I find that's what works with my mount. Uh, I use an Ioctron mount and I find that I need to keep that aggressiveness, aggressiveness low. And that's just the, the amount of nudge that it gives to the uh, to the mount to make an adjustment. If you set that too high, then it might overcorrect, and then it's going to try to correct again, and then you start getting into an oscillation problem, and you're got, you might as well not even guide at that point. Right. That's one of the settings I do recommend to everyone to, to really play around with, depending on your mount and see what works. Yeah. And the nice thing is once you set it, PhD will remem remember it. You don't have to That's do right. anything else. Yep. Yep. Uh, one really quick thing I want to also mention too is next next to the uh, time, so I have mine to one second, there's a slider as well. That slider will let you see stars more clearly, and that's just for visual. It has nothing to do with the camera or guiding. Um, but there's a brain icon. So if you mm -hmm. click on that brain icon and go under specifically uh, guiding, the guiding tab, and under calibration, um, it's good to make sure that you, your focal length for your, 
your guide scope is set up correctly. And once you do that, hit calculate. Make sure that those settings match, specifically the guide speed. Um, I have a default calibration step, so 12. Um, and then hit OK, and it, it should give it should calculate out the calibration steps in milliseconds. And uh, I should have actually mentioned this first. You want to make sure you do this calibration calculation before you start your, your auto guiding. And uh, uh, it will help with your actual calibration to make sure that it goes smooth. Right. And that that's really hopefully <laughs> that made sense to some people and, and it will help you in your, your auto guiding uh, for sure experiences. Yeah, I definitely learned a few new new tricks. There's so many ways to, uh, so many settings to adjust. And One thing you want to make sure you do as well is if, if, if you use a DSLR camera and you're using a software package like Astrophotography Tool, is you want to make sure you're using Dither. And this is a bit of an advanced feature, but there's a specific reason why Dither was, was created. Um, and it has to do with guiding, and it's controlled actually by your guiding program. Dither is essentially when you take a, a frame, the software will talk to PhD and say, okay, go into Dither, and, and PhD will randomly move the mount one or two pixels in any direction. And then uh, it'll tell the software, okay, I'm good to go. The key to here is you need to have some cooldown time. So I like to put in like 10 to 15 seconds for all the vibrations to work its way out. And then he could take another picture and then it will dither again. It actually adds maybe about 30 seconds between subs. But the reason for this is that there's noise that gets naturally created by the Bayer pattern um, in a one-shot camera, a one-shot color camera rather, and a DSLR camera. And this randomness that gets created when you go to stack your, your images, it'll cancel out. And right. it... Uh, it's an it's a good way to eliminate that noise from from your images really early on just from stacking. And that's part of the, one of the main reasons for stacking as well is to cancel out that noise that gets that's right that gets uh, created just from the camera itself. So, I certainly couldn't live without dithering these days, even though, like you said, there is that extra time involved in between frames, which kind of hurts on a really clear night. But um, the difference is night and day in the final image of the amount of noise that's reduced when you're using dithering and without it. Yeah, so that, that, that's an important feature. But work on your guiding first if you've never used PhD before. There's other programs out there um, uh, that do guiding, uh, Dogstar, uh, MetaGuide. Um, uh, they're older programs. I don't know how what their support is for uh, newer cameras, but they should support ASCOM. Um, uh, much more robust programs such as uh, the SkyX has its own guiding uh, program built into it, so you don't need to use any external programs. Um, but uh, PhD is a good way to go. There's no cost to it. It's open source. It has some really good community support as well. Um, and it's a bit of a de facto standard. So uh, get your guiding down and then, and then work on uh, dithering, give it a shot. Um, don't be afraid when you see that see your graph that it just goes completely haywire like as if uh, somebody had just kicked your mount <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's normal and uh, but you want to give it some good cool down time for it to 
to settle down and and work its way out. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be particularly important with anyone that has a long focal length scope um, because that's where you're going to see these issues uh, more so. Absolutely. Yep. So if anyone has any questions or uh, comments about guiding, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Astro Backyard Podcast, and let us know what you think or send us your questions and comments. Sounds like a plan. It was great info, Steve. I, uh, I definitely learned um, some new tricks there from you, so I appreciate that. You're welcome, Trevor. <laughs> I feel like I'm finally giving back after watching all your, your demonstrations and tutorials. <laughs> so, let, us know, let us know what you think. Um, uh, please tell your friends to subscribe. And clear skies, everybody. Clear skies. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.